Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you have not seen season 12, episode 14 of medical drama ER and you have been holding out to find out what happens and you don't want to find out from two fucking losers in... Um, a shitty little office, no offence, That's okay. in uh, Melbourne, then don't listen to this episode of the podcast. That also being said, if you don't want anything that's ever been created ever to be spoiled, probably don't listen to this episode because chances are we'll talk about lots of different things and give away so many different endings. Love you. Bye. Peace. I hate the word. I don't... I don't... Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where two people uh, watch everything starring John Leguizamo, an actor that we really, really like. Um, this is this is uh, right now a little sub subsection sub season of Leguizamarama. It's Errama. Because John Leguizamo was in a bunch of those epi- a bunch of episodes of ER in two thousand and five ish. Yeah, uh, it's actually it's ticked over to two thousand and six now. Oh wow! Yeah, so the Christmas episode that we did, the Christmas episode, mm, I think course. must have come out at Christmas. And then they probably didn't release episodes yeah. for a couple of weeks because everyone's busy at the New Year period. Yes, that's right. Um, my name is Zachary Wayne. I'm one of the hosts of um, all of the Mission Zach branded projects. Um, we are a media empire. It's <laughs> like what projects we've done too, and the movie screenings, which yeah, were Leguizamorama. That was Leguizamorama, though. Um, you might know me from the Mission Zach Media Empire. Yeah. And I'm joined, as always, by Mish Wittrup, uh, who you might know from... Not thinking I would ever think to call it a media empire. Well, that's... Um, you you got small thinking. That's right. I do have small thinking. I just thought then, like, if we were a proper empire, we would release a, a range of cookware yeah. or um, spices. You know what I mean? Some sort of range of food product. What would, we, what would our food product be? Chippies? Range of chippies. It, it would be pun related. It would come from the pun first. Oh, but we're, no, no, we're bigger than Leguizamo Arm, aren't we? Because we're yeah. also recaps. Oh, it'd be one pot pasta meals. Oh, yeah. No, but it wouldn't be because I would just be like, this sucks. I would be the worst person to sell those one pot pastas. But that would be the joke. And then you'd be like, you know, I used to hate one pot pasta. And then, mm. but like, so, and that's why I wanted to, you know, I, I'd be like, I wanted to convince Mish and we joke about it initially. It was like, I wanted to convince Mish that there was a good way to do one pot pasta. Mm. Um, so we j- teamed up with George Columbaris. <laughs> 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 and 
and we have made this limited range of one pot pasta dishes. Oh, can uh, you do you remember that show, Ready Steady Cook? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That show was sick. If anyone, an Austra- any Australian listener would remember Ready Steady British Cook. British as well, because Ainsley yeah. Harriet used to do the That's British exactly version. That's exactly right. It's this incredible show where there was like some host that. I don't, whatever. There was a host and there were then two chefs and then two contestants that knew each other. The two contestants knew each other and they brought in a bag of ingredients from the supermarket Mm -hmm. and then the chefs would take those ingredients and turn them into fabulous meals um, and totally Mm. accessible meals. Mm. How cool would it be if we were the contestants on Ready Steady Cook? We would be great at that. that It's tomato. (laughs) It's tomato. Well, do you remember? So I remember the host. The first host that I remember, it was a tall man. Yeah. And then it was Peter Everett. Then it was Peter Everett. And Peter Everett, like. Well, should we give some context to all of our listeners as to who Peter Everett is? Peter Everett, I'm pretty sure that was who it was, wasn't it? Yes, 100%. Peter Everett was a a, uh, team leader on a show called Changing Rooms on Channel 9. He uh, would, so he wasn't the host. He would, he was one of the two people. People would change rooms. Yes. And he was one of the lead designers. He was a designer. Yeah. And he would design a room on a very low budget in a very short amount of time. And the way that these rooms would always come out was always, always in some sort of very bright color. Oh, yes. There were never neutrals. You would, there was never a neutral. It was always like, this room is purple. Yeah. So we have everything is purple and then let's just do the awnings in bright yellow. Yeah. There was a lot of that. And, and uh, some, some of that was the taste of the time. Mm. A lot of it was just... I loved that show. Just to be provocative. I, I fucking love that show. Anyway, then he ended up doing hosting Ready Steady well, Cook. Well, do you know why he hosted Ready Steady Cook, Mish? Why? Well, because Channel 9, Ch- Channel 10 poached him. He was so popular on Ready, Steady, Cook. Channel 10 was like, we got to have him. You mean on Changing Rooms? On Changing Rooms. Yeah. They were like, we've got to have him. How do you know this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we got to have him. So they poached him from Channel 9, partly so they could have him, but also to hurt Channel of 9. Of course, yeah. Because he was like... The fun one on, on, but they didn't know what to do with him. It was a similar situation as to when seven or nine or ten, no, ten took, they also did it with Bert Newton. Bert Newton, I was about to say, because Bert Newton was Channel 10 mm. and then Channel 9 poached him and they went, we'll get one up on you, Channel 9. We're taking Peter Everett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And this is sometimes what they used to do in the heady days where people watch television. Yeah. They would poach each other. So they poached Peter Everett and then didn't know what to do with him. So then they, they dropped the guy that was hosting the show. They replaced it. I liked the tall guy. I liked him too. They replaced him with a man who had never hosted a show before. He was, he was the designer who had no interest in food. He was a designer. And they made him host it and... and it was so because hosting a show is, this is a remarkable talent, right? Absolutely, because it's all making sense now. Because he was arguably well, no offense uh, to Peter Everett. You if never he's know. Listening. If you might bump no, into him. No, and if him. you are, you're a very likable dude. But my God, not a great host. <laughs> no I wouldn't. Offense. I probably. I wouldn't be a good host. Yeah, but neither of us are getting hired. I want to be a contestant on that show. I'd yes. be an excellent host. I would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'd be very good. But hosting, the, the reason why hosting is challenging is you have someone in your ear saying, wrap it up, mm. quick, quick, quick. 
and it's about like adjusting. I, I wouldn't be, you'd be a great host, Mish. Thank you. I was getting real fucking hurt over here. I know you were. You and I are very similar. In my opinion, I wouldn't be a good host, but you would be a good host. <laughs> Dick. No, you no, it's a good fair. Host. It's fair. But you, Peter- you would be a good host, but it is challenging, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, like you would actually be a very good host. You're Don't backpedal. No, I am backpedaling. I'm allowed to backpedal. <laughs> I think you, you would be. A good I think host. you would be excellent. No. No, I think you would be. If it was on something that you knew, like if there was a, a show about Disney theme parks, no, I'd be a terrible host because I'd be like, I'd Did be, you actually know that? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Here's you being mean. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get one up. Um, no, no, you would be a very good host because you... But, but if I was Peter Everett... What I'm trying to say is you'd be a great host. I wouldn't be a good host. And the reason I wouldn't be a good host is because I get sucked in in the moment. I'm I'm, dr- I'm pulled in by things. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's true. fun. This is fun. This is true. You know, Um I think you would make a great host. The reason I was sort of <laughs> talking for both of us is whenever we get like a Sammy Peter Sam Peterson oh, on the he's show, so good. he like keeps it going. Whenever we get Michelle Brazier on the mm. show, he keeps it going. Like they keep it, they keep it going mm. because it's like wow, and you know how they kind of go, yeah. hey, remember that thing you said before? Or they'll go, well, that we've been talking about yeah. that for a bit too long. Let's wrap that up. Like that's like the I do, skill of a host. I love getting Sammy P onto our podcast because it is such it's such a humbling experience because he just like. He just thinks we're so bad at this. Very good friend of ours, by the way, but you just know he's just like, what are you doing? He's like, come on. Come on. That's not how you do this. Um, So all I'm saying is we would make great contestants. Great contestants. And maybe you would be a good host because you're a stand-up. You've done stand-up. I've done a very small amount of stand-up. But hosting is challenging. Peter Everett wasn't the kind of guy that could handle the voice in his ear. Mm. That's what I always felt. Yes, that I agree with you completely. If we were on Ready Steady Cook and you had to purchase this is such this is the best question I've ever asked you. Yeah. And you had to purchase the five ingredients that you have in your green bag. Yeah. One has to be a dessert or fruit That's item. That's what it was, yeah. What yeah. was it? It was five four items. savory, one five sweet. Items, four savory, one sweet. Sweet. And then they had a pantry of staples. So like there's no need to bring in flour or oil or salt, pepper, or, or spices yeah. or eggs. Um so generally speaking, people would bring a meat. Yeah. Two veg, something wow left of center, like a vermicelli noodle. Mm. And then um, something like a blueberry or canned peaches. Mm. I've got one more thing to say about Peter Everett while we think about this. Okay. Is it okay if I don't listen to what you say and think about what I'm going to be buying? Yeah, but right. again, Mish, a host knows how to pretend they were listening. <laughs> well, we all both know I'd be a shocking host. <laughs> no, so. you'd be a great host. No, it's fine. Why has this become a weird thing? Why <laughs> it's not. It's a not. host doesn't make it weird. <laughs> a host doesn't make it weird. A host keeps it positive. Why are our friendship, Zach? But we're not friends right now. We're podcasting. <laughs> oh, my God. So Peter Everett, yeah, he. So they used to vote. Remember, they used to vote. It's this tomato. Is, this is what made me think of Peter Everett. Mm-hmm. It's tomato. It's capsicum. It was the girl. There was always a girl mm. that would say that. She didn't say it for the first person, the first host, because he would just look out at the audience and go, "I'm seeing more reds than greens. <laughs> the winner is red." 
<laughs> he would look out, he'd see more greens and reds, he'd go, it's green. That's a basic kind of hosting thing, to yeah. be able to just look out, make the call. doesn't really matter. If he gets it wrong, he gets it wrong. Yeah. doesn't really matter. He would just look out, go, oh, it's red enough yep. for television. Love that man. Peter Everett couldn't count. He looked out and he would go, oh. <laughs> he would look out at that audience and he would just go, oh, no. <laughs> and then that's why they got that person. That's my belief because then suddenly they just had a crew member count for him and start going, it's tomato. But that person came in post Peter Everett. And she'd Everett. be holding a tomato and a capsicum. Yeah. And she'd look out to the audience, do a quick count, and they just go, it's capsicum. And it's I, tomato. And I believe all of that was because they had a crisis meeting week one of Peter Everett and they're like, he can't. No, I think Peter Everett called the crisis meeting. That's so funny. But it's true. She was not there with the f- first host. He just made the call. That's so funny to me. I also, Peter Everett was very handsy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. My mum would watch me watching Ready Steady Cook. She yeah. was an into it. She's like, and every once in a while they'd do celebrity and they'd always have like a couple of AFL players. Yeah. And my mum would just walk in and be like, why is he hitting on that poor man? Yeah. He, he loved Manu. He loved Manu. So I'm obsessed with Manu and everyone thinks that I love Manu because of um, my restaurant rules. My kitchen rules. My kitchen rules. My restaurant rules. The better original, original show. Yes. Hosted by Dicko in season two. Yes. <laughs> when they host, when they poached Dicko. Yeah, yep, they did. They poached when Dicko. When Seven poached Dicko from Ten, didn't know what to do with him, made him the host of My Restaurant Rules. So funny. So, so what was I saying? I was talking about, oh, Manu. I remember Manu as the guy getting, ha- like, getting all sort of with Peter Everett getting all handsy yeah. with him. And I think the handsiness was out of nerves. I don't think. Oh, 100%. I, Peter Everett was there freaking out. Someone in his ear saying, you've got to cut to ad break in five seconds. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what to Dude, do. So I'm just going to grab hold of I'm just going to touch my news pectorials and, and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's tomato. It's tomato. Um, so in my box or my bag. My Misha, I feel bag. really bad about saying you would be a great host. Thank you if so you much. If you wanted to be a host, you could do it. Thank you. I don't, I don't feel bad. You can be the host of our podcast if you'd like. I appreciate your honesty. But yeah. I was just saying we're similar. Yeah. And we would have similar challenges. No, as soon as you said it's like, it makes perfect sense. I would be shocking at it. No, you'd be great at it. Thank you. Um, we would just have similar challenges. That's a good way of putting it. Because we'd be like, that's fun. And then we'd talk about that. Yeah. And then there would be a voice in our ear going, wrap it up. And we'd be like, I want to talk about the chicken. <laughs> so my, in my, my bag, yep. I, would, I would most likely put things in there that I enjoy, but I'm not very good at cooking. Okay. So I really like eggplant, yeah. but I'm shocking at cooking it. Yeah. I can't cook it. Yeah. So I would 100% have eggplant in my bag. Can I ask you a question? Is it 2002 or whenever this show? Is is it that? Is that or is it now? Is it like a new Now. It's now. The, the, it's now. Is it still on? No. But it's it's back on. It's back on. Peter's back. It's now being hosted by. Peter Everett's back. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. I reckon they would have gotten. Um, Abby Chatfield. Abby Chatfield. That's fun. Yeah. It would make sense to get someone from MasterChef like Justine. Oh, of course it would. But I reckon they would get Abby Chatfield yeah. and you'd be sitting there going, I love Abby Chatfield, but why, why didn't she they here? get Justine? Or that um, Brooke from The Bachelorette a few, mm. few years ago. Or, do you know, um, one of the old judges? Why not get... Um, Manu. No, judges. Oh, judges of MasterChef. Why not get... Um, Matt Preston. Preston. Preston would do a great He would be a great cook. ready, steady cook. Um, Channel 10, if you're listening, Matt Preston, ready, steady cook. 
if you don't want me. Obviously. Nish would also be great. I I'd, I'd, I'd apparently come up against some challenges, but um, I, I say that good. with love. I say that as you and I. I will say this: you are wearing a green jumper right now. Yeah, that I love. Thank you. I cannot pull off that shade of green. Nor can I. No, you can. It looks. This is your eyes look so blue. Thank you. You look very nice. That's something Peter Everett would say when he's meant to cut to an ad break. <laughs> What's in your bag? Eggplant. Eggplant. Almond feta. So vegan feta, but the almond kind that's really okay. yummy and it comes in a nice little jar. Something in a can. Like I'm looking at like canned chickpeas or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I love Because that. I love a canned chickpea. But again, I eat a lot of chickpeas, chickpea. but I eat them in like hummus and I eat them in curries. That's yeah. kind of it. And I would like to know. So that's three. Yeah. Um, my fourth would be maybe some sort of delicious bread. Like a really nice loaf of bread. You're getting it from the IGA near the studio. Yes. As well. Bear yeah. that in mind. Yeah, I've got you. So like you know, you know the bread section. Like that a IGA. crunchy bread from IGA. Yeah, but you know the back corner where they have the good breads. Yeah, the crunchy bread from yeah. IGA. Yeah, crunchy <laughs> breads from the IGA. Um, and then my sweet on the like you know whatever. I would probably chuck in. Oh, what am I putting in there for sweeties? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna put in some. Oh fuck. Uh, let's okay. I'm going to throw in some frozen raspberries because I always have them and I don't know what to do with them. See, that's crazy. But I'm also thinking ready, steady, cook brain. You know what I mean? Do they already have frozen raspberries? No, you provide the fruit. So what they have is like butter, sugar, flour, eggs. Right. So they don't have frozen raspberries. So what's your five ingredient? Wow. That's great. That's a great question. Thanks. Um, if it had been 2002, I would have just like thrown any sort of. I would have just gotten a meat and just bet and I would have won. Mm. I would have won mm-hmm. against you because the yeah. voting audience had no idea you could have a vegetarian yeah, meal in 2002. Yes. But as soon as you say it's set now, I'm like, fuck, okay, yeah. now I've got to really, like, engage. Yes. <laughs> like, i got to actually think mm. about it. This is post-MasterChef we're talking here. It's post-MasterChef. Even if I were to do a meat, like, again, 2002, if I'd chosen duck, I lose. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. What you want is a pork chop. <laughs> pork. Any form. Pork loin. Pork, pork chop. loin. Pork chop. Okay. Lamb cutlet. Um, are you going to judge me if I choose a meat? Not is at that going to be weird? No. I think I'm going to choose a meat. doesn't judge. Very good, Mitch. <laughs> Can you imagine? They can't put me as host for to be like, you fucking murderous cunt. <laughs> you murdered this cow. What are, you, are you choosing steak? Um, no, no. Chicky? No. I'm trying to think of how to win. I'm not trying to think about what I want to bring in. I'm trying to think what Meat. Wins. You put a meat in there, you win. Pork belly. All right, you've won. Pork belly. Um, just five serves of pork belly. That just wins. That wins. Ooh, it's tomato. <laughs> but but pork belly is expensive. Spen. Spen, you only had $20. Did you have $20? You had Ooh. like, you had 20 bucks to take with you or some but shit. But now it's new. It's and we're currently in a recession. So it's $35. Yeah, it's 35 So I would get pork belly, like a, just a small serve of pork belly. Although I don't know if that, I think that might be too much. No, you're fine. Keep going. Okay. Pork belly for the dessert. 
I would get a dark chocolate. There you go. Um, again, this is just cynical here. I'm sorry to be doing this. That's fine. Um, if it was your bag, I reckon you'd 100% put in a big thing of chilies, some kind of chili, scotch bonnets. If it was my bag, mm. well, but again, I just want to win. Yeah, I know, but at this point you've won with pork belly. Pork yeah. belly over eggplant. But I worry the chilies will put off some of that midday. Or Who's in the audience right now? Who's coming a, to a, sit? A 2022 3 p.m. audience. Who's sitting there? They don't, I, the chili's divisive to that audience. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think I am bringing in a chili. Mm. Um, I think I'm bringing in, they have all the pineapple gingers and stuff. See, what I would love is something that can, that can bridge between both the dessert and the savory, Mm. you know, like something that is, you know, interesting to put in one, but not really. So what's something that exists in both? Like maybe strawberries because like a strawberry and a salad. Like Don't savoury up my strawberries, man. Yeah. Pomegranate? Oh, that's interesting. Pomegranate. Pom- pear. Pear. You fucking, you're killing this. This is the most one-sided ready, steady cook ever. So I've done Pears pork. and pork belly. Well, you, you came in with um, honesty and truth. I just came in like ready to fucking crush. Ring, yeah. So I've done pork belly, pear, dark chocolate. I've got to do, choose two more things. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be savoury things. Two more savoury things. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, I've got pork belly, pear. I'm going to go with. Uh, What's something that 3pm audiences all have in their fridge or cupboard? It's, I'm going with a vegetable at this point mm-hmm. and I'm going with like something a little more like, ooh, okay. Like maybe like a chard or like oh. a or a wombok yeah. or something like that, you know. I'm sorry, my little uh, digital clock alarm is going. That's fine. But that's fine. Yeah, a wombok is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got that. But I think I'm going with the chard. Yep. Great. And then last, but certainly not least, um, a roti. Very nice. Someone's setting up for a bit of a curry. Mm. Should we talk about ER? I, I would love to talk about ER. All right. Hey, congratulations on getting host of um, of uh, Ready Steady. Cook. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased. Um, I will also say I just opened up my phone to read um, the blurb I wrote, and I've gotten a message from friend of the podcast, Michelle Brazier, that just Michelle said, Michelle Brazier. Hey, baby, you and Zach have both inspired me to start watching ER. Oh, Michelle, thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle listens to this podcast. Sometimes. Sometimes. Which I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't You understand. have to put up yeah. with us in life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot. Anyway, go She on. somehow found it in herself to find space in her life for both of us. And we're a lot of a person as a single unit, mm. you know? Anyway, here's my blurb. <clears throat> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spun is a 2003 black comedy crime drama (laughs) about a series of people with incredibly unhealthy relationships with illegal drugs. Oh, 
Hold on a second. Wait up. We didn't watch Spun. We watched season 12, episode 14 of American medical drama ER. Strange, however, as Clemente is back, and though he was once a wisecracking, work-focused surgeon in a clean, crisp scrub, he now seems to be a messy junkie in a white tank top running from the law. Uh, this episode opens with Clemente and Jody, who is the East Coast lover, who's earned a name at this point. She's quite prolific. Yeah, she's in a it. good character. Name's Jody. Um, it opens with them having sex and doing a crossword in a very dirty apartment. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, they're doing a crossword butt naked, talking about how they need to stay safe and off the streets as her crazy cop husband has it in for them. Mm. Clemente then does a line of clot coke off Jody's asshole. Yeah. I'm not joking. No. Meanwhile, Eight Mile is auctioned off for a one-night date for a charity oh. event <laughs> to a room of women wearing mid-2000s formal wear, mm. lots of shiny satin and kitten heels, and even though the women are just frothing at the mouth for him, <laughs> the winning bid is by a man. This leads to a series of jokes at Eight Mile's expense about how embarrassing it is for him to be going on a date with a man, but egg on their face, the man ended up being a guy who was <laughs> bidding on behalf of a sexy blonde woman. So Eight Mile walks off with her and everybody laughs. Mm. Back at Clemente's Coke and Sex Fest, Bobby, Jody's Should husband... I just, can I just interrupt very quickly? If you can hear anything in the background, um, we are recording at my house... And my dog has decided to try and dig, <laughs> dig her Mabel. bed. So, oh, yeah, settle in, Mabel. Um, <laughs> she looks really perturbed that we stopped the She doesn't understand that we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> I tried to tell her not to interrupt, <laughs> but whatever. And she literally started just as we started talking about ER. Carry on, Mish. Back at Clemente's Coke and Sex Fest, Bobby, Jody's husband, sneaks into the apartment and shoots Jody and Clemente. Clemente rushes a dying Jody to the ER where he is met with all his old work colleagues who automatically assume that Clemente shot Jody, which seems like a really ex extreme assumption. Uh, unfortunately for Clemente, the only person who can prove he didn't do it is Jody, who is unconscious. He then asks for his job back and nobody seems to mention that he took off an entire week. All of the ER staff whisper about how mysterious he is now and how his probs on drugs. I'm sure some other stuff happened with the other cunts on this show, but I was far more interested in Clemente's absolutely bizarre character arc. Clemente's back, He's back, baby. baby, and he's back with a bang. Clemente's back with a literal bang. Yeah, my God. This was so... I knew that... So, obviously... um. We couldn't watch episode 13 because he wasn't in it. If you listen to Did our... Did you watch it? Yeah. Because Mish messaged me, thank you for sitting through a James Woods episode Yeah. for me. That's okay. Um, it was an Emmy-nominated episode. Oh, maybe I'll check he it out. He got nominated for an Emmy. Um, I wouldn't. Bit crook? Bit crook. Oh, um, of course. But uh, the episode before this episode in ER, no Clemente, but... Our previous podcast episode, we watched the whole episode and ended up doing a, a pod episode on it, yeah. even though he's not in it. That made no sense what I just said. Anyway, Clemente's back! We um, decided not to do Or Mish made the call. She messaged me. She said, we're not talking about the James Well, because I thought, I thought it would be really funny if a whole bunch of stuff happened that we didn't know. Oh, I only watched half of the James Woods one. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it would be really funny if a whole bunch of stuff happened that we couldn't watch because Clemente's not in the episodes, but nothing fucking happened. Network TV. Nothing baby. changed. Network um, TV. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clemente's character in ER has changed 
like seven times. We had the first Clemente that we ever got was very strict, very, you're going to lose your job if you do that wrong. Like the, I know better than anyone in this hospital Clemente. Then we got the, my next patient is a monkey. I've snuck a monkey into this hospital Clemente. Mm. And now we've got full junkie, naked girlfriend, coke in asshole Clemente. It is very spun. I mad influence from spun. I feel like I have, I I'm so glad you're seeing this clearly because I feel I, I've just between watching this and, and watching star Trek next generation at the moment, I've just fully embraced network television. I've become a network television person. So I'm just like, all right, that person's gone. Who's the new person? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You're a junkie now. All right, yeah, cool. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, it's like, they were like, we need, we need, we, I feel like, they got John Leguizamo. They didn't have a character in no. mind for him. They got him. Yeah. And they were like, well, let's create a character. We'll do it real quick. And then they've just, the arc of this character, is not, it's not an arc. It's not, like, it's not. It's this weird wibble wobble fest like, of, like, what is he up to? Think I'm about really, any show. That's what they do. They just, like, put a person in and go, eh. They just try yeah, shit that's until true. it works. I remember watching TV. Buffy. Um, and Oz, who was my favorite when I was young, I had a big yeah. crush on Seth Green. We all know this. Um, he was the perfect boyfriend. Anyone would have thought he would be the perfect boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He was so loving to Willow. He, mm. he was complete. He wouldn't stray. Mm-hmm. He was respectful and funny and he had sexy nail polish mm-hmm. and I loved him. And then I think his contract ended and he went, I'm going to go, I'm going to get off this Buffy train. I think, I think I'm done with Buffy. No, no bad blood. No, no bad blood. Um, no bad blood. Because <laughs> well, lucky, because then the vampires, vampires would have gotten him, could have smelt the blood, killed him. Um, no. And he was like, I want out. And they, they were like, all right, like, fair enough. There's not much we can do to change your mind. We've got to ride him out of here real quick. And so all of a sudden he became a guy who cheats and he cheated on Willow. No. And it's like he would never have done that. Yeah, but it was just that, like, we just got to believe now all of a sudden that he would sleep with a werewolf woman. But now that we know more about Joss Whedon being a bit of a, you know, something, something, maybe Joss Whedon was mad at him for leaving, so he's like, I'm just going to make your character a cunt so you can't do any of the conventions anymore. Maybe. But, no, he, they didn't write him off to be a cunt. But I think that there's probably, like, considering that Joss was a bit, you know, something, something, maybe that's why Seth Grimm's like, I don't want anyone on this bullshit anymore. Mm. I'm going to go and do some really funny comedy. I'm going to make that chicken show. Robot chicken. Robot chicken. With my friends. Yeah. Bit of fun. Instead of this stuff. Um, But Clemente, so is, the other thing that I found, I mentioned it in my blurb, that was so strange, was he brought Jody in to the ER, bleeding, and he's like, help, please help. I also have a bullet wound in my arm, by the way, please help. And they all, this was their colleague. Mm -hmm. They'd gone to Christmas parties with him and- They had, but they didn't care for him. No, but they, but I mean, he was he was around. They had that monkey episode that was funny. Yeah, and then they're all just like, reckon he did it, and like, not only like I think that you did it, but like he did this. There's yeah, no questioning. It was very, they jumped at it really quickly, really quickly. Like, I mean, if you and where's the audience? In, no, he didn't. We know he didn't. To my house, and your partner had a gunshot wound, and you were like, quick, quick, help! I'd be like. Mm. But I know you and I know you're the type that would shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they don't know him that well. There's no 
way that anyone who would bring someone to me and be like, help, help, please, I've been shot, this person's been shot, mm. the assumption would not be you did it. But not only to the point where they get police in and the police are like, you Well, the be- police make sense because, like, No, but they they're like, you know. better get a fucking alibi. Or it's like, well, you've also got to prove that he did it. Like, you yeah. have to prove that he did do this. Yeah. Anyway, it just made me mad. Also, I, um- Bobby, the little, the, the husband guy... Looks mm. like every actor ever, but I've never seen him before. But he really? looks like Did he could Google be in everything. Him? Yeah. I thought, I, I assumed he was in stuff. He is in stuff, but I've, I've never seen him before. Really? But he just looks like, if you think of an actor in your head, there's an actor, that's this guy. Wow. Kind of had Giovanni Ribisi vibes, maybe. I literally thought, oh, it's that guy. I can't believe he hasn't been in this before. Mm. But I didn't know who it was. Because I think that's amazing that it was just some guy. Mm. Well, apparently he did a voice in a game I'm currently playing called The Quarry, which is really fun, by the way. If you've played The Quarry, can you shoot me a DM? I need to talk to someone about it. No one I know is playing it. So here's my thoughts on Clemente drama. I thought it was fun. I thought it was really interesting that they thought he did it. I thought it was weird that the police didn't come into it until the end. And I also thought it was weird that he wasn't just like, no, her husband did it. Yeah, no, he did say that. But But he didn't say it like, no, my husband, like, he didn't say. He didn't be like, no, we went into the room, we were having sex, her husband was fucking there, he threatened us. Yeah. There's a whole story. The husband was literally like, come home with me, Jody," And Jody was like, I'm not coming home with you. He's like, all right, bang. And it was very full on. It was a very powerful moment. But he didn't come in and go. Her husband shot. He didn't come in and go, quick, help. Her husband shot her. And then when they were like, what happened? He didn't go, her husband shot her. And then when they were like, anyway, you maybe step away. He didn't go. He went, oh, my God, you think I did this? I didn't do this. He, He should have said, you think I did this? No, her husband did this. Yeah. And then when the police were like, the husband was in Philadelphia, he should have been like, no, he was here. Yeah, I have phone records to prove. Look this. where he like he, he you he was here. But yeah. the police are crooked. That's the point. Yeah, the I think the wire was coming out. And yeah, they and they were like, like, "We need some crooked cop content. We are, we got to do some wire yeah. now. <laughs> we got to get some crooked. Cops. We can show that like this this wire mm. stuff that's happened over on HBO. We can do it just as good here at whatever net- network this is. I also want to say that. Um, I realise that like, we all have to watch these episodes in context to the time in which they were made, but there was some really, really, really gross, like, because um, like, obviously 8 Mile gets uh, auctioned off at some sort of – you get a date with 8 Mile um, and all these women bid and then a guy bids and everyone thinks he's going to go on a date with Guy and there's some really, really gross sexist stuff that happens and then Liar Liar pops in and gives this really great three-sentence speech about how disgusting – everyone in this show is and how sexist and homophobic and bigoted they are. And then it's there. And then they all like roll their eyes at her and walk away. But I'm like, I wonder which writer wrote that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's cause it was seriously like it was, had nothing to do with the plot of her, her coming in made no difference at all. Oh, except that then it was palmed off. So like, she's being naggy cause she's a pregnant bitch. Mm. <laughs> but um, she comes in and it was just this really out of the blue, pretty much just like every single one of you are bigoted cunts. You're all gross. Why do you talk like this about mm. people and women? And then everyone's just like, oh, good pregnant bitch. And I was, but I'm like, whoever that writer was was like, this has to be in this episode. I'm sorry. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> like, That's funny. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? 
Yeah, it was really, it was a very, I, I went on a very strange emotional journey with that whole thing, right? Where I was like, oh, like I just, I've, I've made a real mantra with this podcast to not put too much of the 2022. Of course, 100%. We agreed on it. We yeah. sat down and agreed on it. We we're like, we cannot just say, because, you know. Because you can't really watch anything that was made before 2017 yeah. without kind of going, put it in the time in which it yeah. was made. And I think we Truthfully. sometimes think. Yeah, you just, it, it would, the reason why we avoid it is it's all we would talk about. Yes. If every, like you would, that, that's all we would talk yeah, about. Exactly. So we're just like, we won't talk about it. But with this one, it was really funny because I was watching and I was like, oh my goodness, this is like, this is a bit, because they are a little, they're, they're, it's a, it's a little crook. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then she said that. Yeah. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting very no like I really gave them a lot of credit where I was like oh this is like this is not the sh- the show being sexist for funny or homophobic really was the issue here. yeah this is not the show being homophobic and transphobic for funny this is them exploring characters and the way people talk like this in workplaces yeah and then it kept going I'm like oh no no <laughs> Which oh, is no, why no. This I is think, just a 2005 Yeah, But I do think that there was one writer in that room that went, liar, liar has to say this at this point. It's getting a bit silly. Like, I understand that we're going, bomb, 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 bomb. He's going on a date with a man. Very funny. It's like, and there was one writer that was like, all right, I'll pass that. That's fine. But she has to say this. Because yeah. it was just out of nowhere. It's not touched on again. They all kind of roll their eyes at her, but it's just a very pointed statement about how gross they all are. It's very funny because it's like uh, watching it now, I, I see it as like, oh, maybe this is them saying, but then but you're like, maybe this is more of a comment. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> I watch it now. I think this is the right, like this is them commenting on all the other characters saying the homophobic stuff. Mm. But what? But then it's like maybe they wrote her line as a comment on her. <laughs> well, yeah, because then after she said it, there was a lot of like, oh, that's right. Her like fiance, practical magic goes after and goes, "What's wrong?" She goes, "Nothing." Well, actually, I am very stressed. I think so. It's like, oh, I think that was them just stressed. trying to get establish the A, B, C, D, E, and F plot Lots. all in one scene, which is the ER way. It's just often one scene where they're like, "Okay, what's happening with you? You're pregnant, all right, and you're doing this, and I've got this case, and you." There are like so many plots in an ER episode. Oh, it's fucking weird, which is why I said like I could literally only focus on a couple. There's too much shit going on with all these other tiny characters that are not going to impact my life. Um, yeah. Leg of Stars? Yeah, for sure. Leg was Starmos. I thought, you go first this time. I'll go first this time. I thought he was in it heaps. I thought he, I, I'd sort of forgotten where he was at because we haven't seen him. Didn't for matter a while. though, because who we saw was a completely different character. No, but this is what you're saying. You say this, I didn't even like, I always saw him as a bit of a loose cannon with a bit of a dark history. I think he has like a lot going for him, but I think the cocaine. Uh, look. How funny was the cocaine asshole scene? I didn't expect it from ER. ER? So she's very naked. She has a cute little tramp stamp. Yeah. And he just, like, goes, oh, yeah, no, we'll do, you know, such and such. And he's like, oh, before we go into the supermarket, because then they go to a supermarket and make out heavily in aisles. It's mm. all very full on. Um, he's like, I'm just going to do this rack of very quick line off your naked asshole. ER's a 9.30 show. Yeah. 
And I know when we think medical drama network, we think 8.30. I'm, all I'm saying is Meredith Grey never racked a line off McDreamy's Meredith asshole. Meredith Grey, that's an 8.30 show. So how would, they, how would they show, show Coke on Grey's Anatomy? If Meredith, cut, if, let's just say Meredith Grey racks a line off McDreamy's asshole. Do they show it in any way? One, she doesn't rack a line. No, I'm saying that that's part of the storyline. If you're telling me that Meredith Grey racks a line of coke off McDreamy's arsehole, like that's come from above. Yeah. They don't show that. They show the consequences of it. Okay. and So she's got a blood nose. So she comes in with a blood nose yeah. at, at, at best. She comes in with the blood nose and they're like, how, how did that happen? And she, okay. Here's the two versions. One, it's a bad thing. I think more likely it's a bump-a-dump episode. Yeah. We're focusing in on another character. <laughs> yes. We're focusing in on another character. It's it's a serious, yeah. you know, it, it, what's the blonde one? What's her name? Catherine Heigl. What's her character's name? Izzy. Izzy Catherine Heigl's just still won't fucking move on from that, that from fucking Denny. So she's some Denny episode. Let's imagine, because this is happening later seasons, yeah. right? So it's a uh, Denny's back because doesn't he pop back every day? Yeah, I, I still really think that we should do an off another podcast where we just watch the Denny episodes. Oh yeah, from I, I'm Grace. mad keen on I'm a recaps. I'm so fucking keen for on that. a recaps Denny season. Oh my god. Um. So. So she, it's a, she's off being sad about Denny, right? Like maybe she's meeting Denny's mum or something. Somehow they're dragging out the Denny story, yeah. right? And the bump to bump story is Meredith Grey has a blood nose and she won't tell anyone how she got it. And then it turned out she tried cocaine for the first time since, since uh, she like was university. Yeah. Um, she was like, I just, and I did it off McDreamy's ass. And they're like, What? Like it's that. So no, like, but no, what? but she would never say that. She would never say I did it off McDreamy's ass. Would be like so. Bump, bump, bump. Music is going yeah. on in the background. She'd be like, I might have done some cocaine, and they'd be like, What's some cocaine? And everyone's like, oh, What? And like, um, Sandra O's just like, What do you mean? It's like, and maybe McDreamy was there, and they'd be like, So, like, well, it's like maybe. He wasn't wearing clothes. And they're like, what are you trying to say? And then they turn around, there's a patient that's getting a shot in the butt and they all look and they go, oh, yeah. and we as an audience, because they can't just be like, and then I racked a line off McDreamy's asshole. Yeah. They have to like allude to it in every way possible. show and it's a bad thing, you know. I understand. We see, well, I just want to say, I appreciate. We see her butt and we see it all. Yeah, we see him racking a line of coke. I was just in shock. Pleasantly surprised because it's. Like, Johnny Legs, is, he's so good. How many Leguistamas? Okay. Sorry, I just had, I had a lot of... Um... You are passionate about Leguistamo, Leguizamo in this episode, and that's great. Well, because I think, and Mish, I, I firmly agree, I just don't think it was as much of a character change as you think. I think, uh, but I think I've lost my mind. I think I've yeah. become full network. He's away for two weeks. He could come back a new man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... Oh God, it's got to be up there. It was all about him. It opened with him. Yep. He displayed all his actings. Oh, this is tough for me. Mm-hmm. This is tough for me because it's it's so close to to you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. Zach, I think so this it. is five leg Gustamos oh Trump. Okay, I'm also. Yeah, great. Going to give, because of the amount of Clemente, the back with a fuck, motherfucking bang. Yeah, bang, bang, he bang. He was back and he made impact 
on all so many different parts of my body. Mm. It was so full on. I liked the movie Spun. I've been thinking about wanting to watch it again. Mm -hmm. And it's this, I felt like I got a nice little kit of it. Mm. Um, And like you said, it, all the ranges of Leguizamo's emotions. You got sexy Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Funny, funny little puns. You got quoting Shakespeare Leguizamo, which happens a lot for his characters. Yeah. He's really good at crosswords because he's a doctor. You've got, yeah, you've got shout like, let me see her. Mm. They put restraints on him, Leguizamo. Yeah. You got the whole range. Cro- sad. Sad Guizamo. Yeah. Sad Guizamo. Junkie Guizamo. There was so many Guizamos going. There was so many Guizamos going yeah. on here. We got the entire. This is when I heard. John Leguizamo was on ER, the 9.30 medical show. Say it, Zach. This is what we have been promised from the start. This is what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. And ER has A, B, C, D, E, F plots, right? Yeah. For some, and even despite all of those plots, Leguizamo was like 70% of the episode. His storyline was 70% of the episode. And for that, I'm giving it five Leguistamos, which makes this Leguizamo Rama. We haven't had one of those in a really long time. No, we have not. Yeah. Mostly because we've been watching an ensemble. Mostly <laughs> because we've been watching show. a medical show. drama. But I thought they were kind of writing him out. I thought they were Same. like, I thought that the writers had fucked up the character. Yep. And and I thought, and but they didn't. They were just holding it all in. Yep. When he came in in episode one, there was so much promise. And then from the monkey onwards, they were fucking him. Yeah. And he would have been like, these writers are fucking me. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking delivered. Yeah, and it's it's so good. Highly recommend if you've been thinking, well, maybe I want to watch ER, maybe I don't. Like, I reckon go back to the Clemente episodes of the start. But if you just want to see some pure good pure quality five-star Leguizamo work, this is, this is the one for he you. Quote Shakespeare twice. He quotes it sexy at the start yeah. and sad at the end. I know. Oh, it's so good. Highly recommend. Thank you. Mish, yeah. one more question. How many Mish Guizamos do you give it? How many Mish Guizamos? Like as if I was in it? Yeah, how Mish is it out of five? Oh. I reckon it's, oh, look, it's got a zero Mish. I don't see where I would fit in this. Yeah. Zero Mish Stamos. I give it one Mish Guamo. Oh, thank you. How many Zach Guamos? I've lost how we say that word. Um, Zach Guamos. Two and a half. Yeah, I could see me as the redhead. Yeah. That redhead, the weird I sort stand, of... I can't stand him. He's my least favourite. Him and Shane West. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's unfortunately who I would mm. be playing, so sorry about that, Mish. What's Tom going to be playing at the end of the set? Oh, easy. Go. He's going to be playing the Leguizamo song that he sings. Oh, he's going to sing it for us. No, that would mean he'd have to get a microphone. Yeah. Um, everyone's been talking about this running up that hill. <laughs> we can't. We did that last time. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Um, so what's some stuff that happened this Spun. Can you play the song that's at the end of Spun? Great. Love it. Love Can you it. play the song that's at the end of Spun? I've forgotten what it is, but it's really uh, good. But that's great. I'll, um, I'll message it to you, Tom. We love you. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, enjoy your ER and enjoy your... Mish, do you have anything to promote? Do you want to promote replay? Yes. I'm doing... If you were in Melbourne on the 8th of July, I believe, which is the Friday, the 8th of July, 
at 6 p.m., I believe. Uh, yeah. Comedy Republic is doing Replay Festival and I'm doing my show, Soy Fat White, for like the last time in a very, very long time. Like I can't see myself doing this show again for a really long time. So if you didn't get to see Soy Fat White at Comedy Festival, you should come and see it at Replay Festival. With When's this Republic. coming out? This is next week. Next week. Well, now. For the listener. But on Thursday. It comes out on Thursday. Yeah. Um, well, then I'm going to promote Batman and Robin in a few <gasps> weeks. You're doing Batman and Robin. I'm doing Batman and Robin at the Lido. Fucking love that Thursday movie so much. Month. You have to go and see these Lido screenings that Zach does. They're so funny. Oh, uh, that's good. They're really good. Thanks, I feel like it's kind. just like the perfect thing made for you. That's very kind of you to say that. Yeah. And I'd be a shit host. Good night, everybody. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.